welcome to the Built on Air podcast, the variety show for all things Airtable. Each episode, we cover four different segments. It's always fresh and different and lots of fun while you get the insider info on all things Airtable. Our hosts and guests are some of the most senior experts in the Airtable community. Join us live each week on our YouTube channel every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. And join our active community at builtonair.com join. Before we begin, a word from our sponsor, OntoAir.com. Any business running on Airtable gets the value that Airtable has, but also needs a few more functions to complete their operations. That's where OntoAir comes in. It's a suite of tools for any business running on Airtable to maximize your operations efficiencies and automations. One customer, John, states that OntoAir enables his business to function properly without having to think about building their own software. And that is pretty invaluable. The OntoAir Airtable apps are amazing and we use them often and are very happy with the results. So join John and hundreds more customers and take your Airtable to the next level with OntoAir. Sign up today with promo code BUILTONAIR for a 10% discount. Check them out at OntoAir.com. And now let's check out today's episode and see what we built on air. Welcome everyone to the Built on Air podcast. This is season nine, episode five. Glad to be with you. Today we've got myself and Ali on with us. Welcome, Ali. Hello. Good to see you again. And uh, Camille is out sick, I believe, today. So hopefully... She recovers quickly, and uh, so she's not here to defend herself, but it's her birthday this week. So if you see her in the community, wish her happy birthday. Hopefully she gets better. So as always, we we do four segments on this podcast. I'll walk through what we're going to highlight today to give you a sense. We always start off with Round the Bases, where we go around talking about what's going on in the Airtable communities around the internet. Then we will do a spotlight on our primary sponsor, OntoAir. Then I will do a highlight on one of the apps, the Embed app, and also compare that to the uh, URL preview app and how to use those. Then Ali will dive into the new field filters that just got released and learn about those. And then I'll talk about how you can join the Built on Air community And then finally, I'll finish up with our Automate Create series, the part three, talking about our customer feedback loop application and finish that off. So let's begin with our round the bases. Uh, We typically like to start off in the Airtable community, see what's going on there. And like we mentioned, there's the new uh, filtering that they just released a week ago. And we'll be diving into this, but uh, I just want to highlight this and see, um, make sure everybody is aware of this. Go check out the announcement from from Airtable in their community and see what people are saying about it. The one thing I was going to bring up is it's not yet in automations. So hopefully that will come with the the, uh, filtering trigger on matching criteria in there. So that would be nice. Absolutely. Yeah. But anyways, we'll, we'll dive deep into this. Ali's going to get you all caught up on how you can use that in, in the view filters. But all right. Next one that I found. Um, I thought this was interesting. Uh, so the question was setting up an automation to only trigger during working days. So if you've done uh, automations and you've used the scheduled time trigger, you can set it up um, on certain, um, days, but this person is trying to get it to where, um, it it only, it runs on certain criteria, but only during certain times of the day and, and only during the, the weekdays. So, so you can schedule something if you're using the, the schedule trigger to only work on, on weekdays. But this person wants it not to be scheduled, but based off of um, criteria within the records to trigger it. But they only want it to run within within a, a you know certain windows. Um, so I thought Justin, our friend Justin, had a had a good um, solution for this on how you could do that using 
filters within a formula based off of um, based off of you know this one's used using the created time, um, but you could use a date or something within the within the record. So I thought that was a pretty cool workaround. I hadn't thought through that uh, work work scenario, but um, props to Justin for that solution. Have you ever tried doing that? Yeah, I have actually, um, and it, it works pretty well. I find myself still getting confused sometimes about date times and like just. I, sometimes I'll have a client that is in a different time zone and like if they go in and they open up the base, then the dates change the times and like it's like it all depends on whether, whether you have that toggle, you know, use same time zone for all users. Yeah. But I still, for whatever reason, after like four years, cannot wrap my head around it. For <laughs> a lot of time. Yeah. And then especially if you start using the, the set time zone mm -hmm. <laughs> formula that... That adds another layer, although it actually simplifies it, but it is kind of complex to to grasp what you're doing there. Um, it yeah, it can be. There's yeah. actually the now function. Something interesting. I have I have a huge base that I work in all the time um, for one of my clients, and it is just like the most unruly largest base that I've ever witnessed. And we're really trying hard to wrangle it in. And so we got in touch with Airtable and we asked them if they could give us a list of our most like um, like what what formulas are like heaviest in terms of functionality. Like, are they like what's bogging down the system? And they came back and said that the now formula was the culprit for a good amount of the slowness in this space. And so now every time I'm, I have I keep finding myself needing to use it and I'm trying to come up with other solutions that I don't need to use that formula. But I think if you don't have, you know, 70,000 records in a base, you don't have to really worry about it. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Which makes sense because it's continually checking every what, five minutes or so it's, it's updating to see. And so that has to go back and refresh all the values behind the scenes. Right. Um, yeah, we've we've talked a lot about the now and how it works, and it's it's definitely something you've got to be careful with. It's it doesn't work the way that you would hope it would, but there's kind of technical limitations as to why that is. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good to know. So if you if if your base is very slow, see if you're using now in formulas. Yeah. Could be the culprit. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, so check out uh, this one if you're trying to to do a, a trigger that that is based on criteria that you only want to run during work hours. Check that one out. Next one. Um, this one was actually an old one. I, I always enjoy seeing when people bring up you know really old uh, threads. But I actually learned something. I actually, so so the original question was being able to. Um, filter a view based off of URL parameters, mm -hmm. like, like this, where you've got the view ID and you want to filter it. Well, that is not possible. Um, but what is possible, and they talk about this, is in a shared view, mm -hmm. if you click on this link, um, you can filter a shared view with a URL filter. And mm -hmm. I maybe saw this, but I don't know that I ever implemented it. Uh, but this is actually pretty powerful with shared yeah. views. Uh, do you use this much? I do. Yeah. I um, I wish that it had more like security involved because they do say right on this, like, do not use this feature if you still have private data in a view. Right. Like it's not going to be a permanent filter. Like people can still get to the data if they need to. Yeah. But one thing I do use it a lot is like in the URL preview app, I'll put in you know, I'll, I'll make a formula field that has, that filters a, a shared view based on a linked record that I have. So that way when I'm going through, I can have that up on the side and I can see the related records mm. for that record that I'm looking at on that table. Uh, that's a great idea. I like that. Yeah, that's a nice way to, to, to view filtered so you get a shared and then filter it there. Cool. Yeah, and we'll be talking about that app. So maybe we, I can show that use case that you're talking about. Awesome. All right. So, yeah, so I thought that was cool. That, that definitely could come in handy. Um, you know, and this is, you know, 
And then he pointed out that's not exactly what he was looking for. He actually wanted to filter it inside the app where you can actually edit it and not just a, a shared view. So, um, and um, yeah, and so he was saying you can do it through the view filters and, and setting up some some dynamic stuff, but not not quite exactly what the, he was looking for. So still some some improvements there to be made. Mm -hmm. All right, last one. This one got my attention. Uh, last one from the Airtable community. So although I believe they were mistaken. So this was Saturday when this was posted. And the big update to the database is this Friday. It wasn't last Friday. So he was maybe assuming that it happened last Friday. And he was hoping that it actually allowed for more than 500 fields per table. And you can actually see he does have more than 500 fields mm -hmm. in this table. Um, but then it crashed. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, and then it looks like it had some weird issues where it like deleted the, the, the 501st field when he added the 502nd or something. Oh, wow. So I didn't want to take the time to create 500 fields in a base to test this, but I, I'm curious. I didn't, I was hoping there would be more commentary on, on this thread by time, by time we looked at it today, but I wonder if that's part of the database upgrade that, that they're working on, if it will allow more than 500 fields. Yeah, I, I really wonder. I would be more excited about a higher record limit. Yes. But, <laughs> um, but that is interesting. I wonder if that happened, like, I, I actually, and I, I might have talked about this on the show before, but I was doing some cleanup the other day, and I noticed I had two fields, two linked record fields named exactly the same thing. And I was like, how did that happen? I don't understand. And I, I emailed Airtable, was like, am I crazy? Like, how is, is this actually happening? Like, there's a there's two fields they're named the same thing and they were like yeah that can happen if like you had deleted a field and you went back and restored it from the trash mm. it could and like say you added the, the link record field back and then restored the other one there's a chance that it could end up with the same name so i'm just wondering if maybe that's how we ended up with over 500 because maybe he restored something from the trash that just got put back gotcha yeah i could see that yeah so if you hit it and then restored, then it allowed more. Interesting. Yeah, so something to watch, you know, if you're using that many fields, that might uh, be an indicator that there might be room for improvement on, on uh, consolidating fields in some way. So that, that, that's a lot of fields. <laughs> sure. Yeah, so anyways, we'll, we'll keep an eye on this. If there's any update, we'll, We'll bring that up next week yeah. and, and it, it'll be interesting. We'll probably talk about next week. What, what uh, changed with the database, if there's anything noticeable with the upgrade this Friday. I hope so. I've been getting that error message that he shared in that screenshot, like many, many times a day. And I wonder if it's got something to do with everything they've been pushing recently. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that does seem to be happening more frequently. So, and this, before we move on from the Airtable, just a final PSA, uh, the database, they'll be doing upgrades this Friday, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, I think was the time they set, or 10 a.m. Eastern. I think p.m. Yeah, or sorry, 10 p.m. Pacific, yeah. right? Yeah, yes. 10 p.m. Pacific. Mm -hmm. So be aware, and uh, yeah, things may, may not work during that time period. All right, let's move on. We're going to go to the built-on-air community. Um, and this one I thought was cool. So somebody asked a question about uh, if you know a way to see when a base was created. Um, and so trying to figure out when it was created. And Cherry, our friend Cherry, had a really good um, suggestion is to look in the snapshots and, and see the history of maybe a, the date. You'll at least see the first snapshot that could kind of give you a sense of, um, it looks like, you know, has to be within the last year 
because that's when the the snapshots cut off mm -hmm. um and thus depending on what plan you're on so i thought that was an interesting way to to figure out because it doesn't have like a base created date or anything on the base um configuration so that was an interesting workaround yeah that is interesting i'd like to see i like how you can now see who created a view and does it does it does it give you the date that the view was created when you mouse over it too on the side i'm not sure but it would be really cool if they could apply that same thing no they didn't yeah no date but it does show created yeah yeah i would love to be able to see like when fields were added who it was added by like all that metadata would be wonderful yeah yeah there's nothing in here about date or who created it hmm. so yeah so anyways that uh good workaround if you're looking to figure out when when a base was created you can check that out mm -hmm. all right moving on i thought this would be interesting um so this is we're now in the reddit community uh for airtable and somebody asked kind of a simple question like what's going on with my formula getting an error uh first comment is man i wish their errors would be a bit more insightful <laughs> for <laughs> formulas you know they just say sorry there's a problem invalid formula good luck trying to figure it out mm -hmm. you know this one's a pretty simple formula i'm sure you've got formulas that are 20 lines long and oh yeah and it's tough to troubleshoot formulas <laughs> yeah i can see what's wrong with this one though all right what is, what is it it's the it's the apostrophes the single quotes they're they're smart they're they're tilted yeah it's tildes, it's, yeah. it's the worst thing it's like <laughs> i hate when i'm looking at it for so long and then i'm like <laughs> oh it's just that like and this can happen when you're copying and pasting from somewhere like maybe somebody gave you this formula in like the Airtable Facebook community or whatever, and they're not using like it as a code block markdown. So when they put quotes in, they're smart quotes, they automatically get tilted and yep. you just got to delete them, replace them. You should be good to go. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that, so this formula is just a basic, if this is greater than one, then put a Y, otherwise put a no very simple giving a form an, an error and um yeah the quotes that they're using are, are the smart quotes that likely got copied over from a, some other editor and um so this could you could just if you're not familiar if you haven't run into this bug before or feature um you'd be hitting your head against the wall <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on here <laughs> seriously it can be so frustrating and how is yeah. their air table is that screenshot just how is it black? Yeah, I wonder if they have, they might have like a extension or something maybe that, that can do that. Interesting. Uh, yeah, because is that, uh, I'm not aware of a dark mode by default in their table or maybe the app. I'm not, uh, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, that is kind of interesting. Yeah, if anybody knows how to get dark mode in their table, let us know. Mm -hmm um and yeah it looks like looks like they did figure that out um mm -hmm. so it looks like it was actually is this the same person okay so they actually um let's see if this is a new image so this is a new comment after i saw this thread it looks like all right well they changed it they did figure it out um hmm. interesting so maybe they're they're doing um the i think this is actually a separate question trying to figure out using the value mm -hmm. function, um to convert it to a number right yeah so that might have been it is so it could have been two issues where this day num was a string and then trying to compare it to one 
Um, and so they had to convert it to a number. So you could do that number comparison. Exactly. So maybe, yeah, so I don't, yeah, but I think these would be an issue. It's like the, the Y is normal and the N has the smart ones, but so either of those issues could be what's going on there. But yeah, that is very common. If you're getting that, make sure if you copied it over from somewhere, I know Google Docs, I copy stuff over from Google Docs and it, it keeps those smart ones in there. Mm -hmm. Place them. So that's for both uh, single quotes and double quotes can, can be messed up there. Absolutely. Yeah, we actually, actually with our Ontario product, I know I actually debugged that where we were seeing a weird behavior because if you do uh, quotes in Google Docs, which we use for our templating um, and you use the smart quotes, it didn't know how to translate those. So I had to do a search and replace in the code level so that we didn't require people so we could support the smart quotes which is what Airtable should do. They should convert those for you automatically. <laughs> they should, absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, moving on. Let's go to Facebook. Um, this one I think is is pretty common. You know, you've got a, a text field and it's a full name, John Smith or something, and you want to pull out just the, the first name. And uh, this comes up often. So if you ever need to split a name, you know, usually, um, so this formula right here is, is pretty, you know, easy to use. So you use the left function with the full name and then you search for a space mm -hmm. and you subtract one. So it gets, so it doesn't get that space, uh, element in there. So that should give you everything up until the first, um, space. But um, some things to think about is if they've got a middle name in there or two first names, uh, it could get tricky. So names are, are tough to parse perfectly. <laughs> they really are. Absolutely. That's, that's generally what I do, too. If I'm I mean, I try and start from having the two different fields. But if I'm if I need to massage the data, then that's exactly what I'll do is I'll, I'll search for the first face and then I'll do a substitute formula to get the last name in a separate field once I have both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, so that, that's some, that's a pretty common use case. If you run into, um, there, there are formulas for that. There's also a, um, isn't there's a mid, is there a mid function yep. where you can get the middle? Yeah. So you could, you could also, if you're trying to, if you really try it, try and do it with uh, middle names and whatnot, <clears throat> there's there's more fun functions that you can use. So, mm -hmm. all right, let's move on to Twitter. See what's talking about in Twitter. So this this thread that I thought was interesting. Um, this uh, Ross Simmons, I think uh, I've seen him before. He does kind of some series uh, analyzing companies and their marketing strategies. And so this was pretty cool. He kind of does a, a thread talking about um, Airtable's marketing efforts and their SEO efforts and and how it works for them and, and kind of dissecting their their marketing strategies and talking about some numbers. So they get 10 to 15 million visitors a month to their to Airtable's websites. Um, looks like organically. It's about 250,000. Um, I would guess it'd be more than that. <laughs> well, I guess that's unique people versus uh, visits. Mm -hmm. um, and so it talks about the templates and how, you know, those templates and their universe are great, you know, SEO um, tools where you can generate a lot of content pretty quickly with, with their examples. And, um, and then he compares it to, what their traffic would cost if you paid for it versus their, their organic traffic. And, you know, just kind of the, the, uh, the power of using SEO driven templates is kind of the, the theme there. So if you uh, have a product and you're looking for ways to um, enhance your, your SEO efforts and footprint, then um, using templates could be a good way to do that. Mm -hmm. And they also analyze kind of their, their 
speaking um, behavior and who they're talking to and how they they sp speak specifically to the industries that 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 they can service and then also their video functionality. So they have a pretty robust um, YouTube channel talking about all the stuff. And they actually do have really good articles like case studies and, and whatnot of companies um, using their product and how they use it in their business. So some really good case studies on the uh, Airtable website. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and let's see, next one on Twitter. Um, this I thought was interesting. So this is a, a comment. This actually is from Airtable talking about a new blog post that they wrote um, about getting your data into data visualization tools like Tableau, Google Data Studio, or Power BI. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that they, I, I think I've seen that they've had connectors, but um I've also seen lots of people in the communities trying to figure out how to get data into these different systems. Mm -hmm. And so um, they actually have some, some libraries that you can use to, to build to ways to get your data into other data visualization tools, which I know for bigger companies is, is a must have um, for using this. So, uh, have you done anything with any of these tools? I haven't, but I have started looking at them, honestly. Um, I mean, I've been pretty satisfied with Airtable's dashboard functionality, like with the visualization that they have, just for what I've needed so far. But I have started to come across things where I'm like, oh, I really wish that this chart had better options or, you know, could display a couple other things. Um, so I'm super interested in taking a look at this. Yeah, it does look pretty technical. Some of these are, you know, code libraries that you have to install or run to, to connect. And so a little bit higher um, skill level, technical level to, to get these working. Mm -hmm. um, but hopefully it does work and, and satisfies the needs for larger enterprises to get their data into there. The other thing that I've seen um, is uh, Sync. Sync Inc. is a company out there that will sync your data from Airtable into a Postgres database. And then any of these would be able to tap into a Postgres database. So that's another approach that, uh, that I've seen people take as well. So that works. So there. Um, okay. So a couple others. These are a little bit outside the norm of finding people talk about it, but uh, I regularly visit Hacker News. If you're in the tech world, you're you're familiar with Hacker News. It's kind of um, where you know technical people talk about stuff going on across the board, and a lot of times people will um, share <laughs> new products that they're building or using. And so there is a new competitor to, to Airtable, an open source um, Airtable-like experience. And there's a lot of these out there. At some point, we should do kind of a deep dive comparison of, of all of these Airtable alternatives and see how they, how they work. Um, but yeah, here, here's, here's one more. Um, you kind of see it kind of looks similar to, to Airtable. It's got the spreadsheet functionality. Mm -hmm. And um, but this one you can actually install on your own servers. And so for some people that that's important um, as far as having control over the data. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so there are options. That's kind of a sign of success, I think, when you get lots of knockoffs and clones. And this one actually is not the most similar looking to Airtable out there. There's some that are pretty much exact copies of Airtable. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll, it'll be interesting to see if any of these like have staying power to to stick around and and compete on that front, and how important that might be for companies to because uh, the interface is important, but but there's a lot more to Airtable than than, than just the UI. Um, uh, although that is a big selling point of what people like about it because it is very easy to use. Mm 
I think so too. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see where Airtable shakes out and and uh, how these competitors, um, you know, can maybe take some of their market share if, if they can stick around. But to compete with Airtable, it's going to take a lot of money. Ah, uh, shoot. I got lucked out of this one. I've already seen it. Um, so anyways, it, there, there's an article. We'll see it for a second here before the pop-up comes up. But talking about uh, Airtable is planning to double its workforce in the next year and grow to over 1,000. There's somewhere 500 to 600 employees right now. And so, like I was mentioning, to, um, to compete with Airtable, it's going to take a lot of money um, because Airtable has raised a ton of money and growing quickly and, and adding a lot of headcount to their um, team. So it'll be interesting to see if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I know in our in our uh, Slack community, there's been some discussion about whether that's good or bad for, for Airtable to grow that fast, that quickly, and, and what, what the company looks like um, after that kind of growth. And personnel. So we'll see that could be great for us or it could uh, make things more difficult. We'll find out. Yeah, we sure will. That's yeah. crazy. I, I remember, I think when I first started using Airtable, there were like 50 employees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were sub a hundred, sub 200 for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. And then this last year they went from two to 500 and it looks like they'll be, ramping up again this next year so yeah. so yeah if you're if you're out looking for work and want to work for at a great company then then definitely check out Airtable. absolutely and they just opened their office in austin too i think yeah yeah i think they mentioned that's where they they expect to see a lot of growth all right, that concludes our Around the Bases. Let's move on to an Ontair Spotlight. Ontair is the all-in-one toolkit to run your business on Airtable. It's a suite of apps that help you extend your Airtable um, workflows. And if you're running your business on Airtable, you need to check out Ontair to get their suite of tools and do that. So what I thought I'd do for this spotlight is give a sneak peek into some coming features that are not yet live in our Amplify app. So we're in final stages of, um, of finalizing this and we're moving to a grid layout. Um, let me find a better one. Um, to where you'll be able to organize your, your columns or what we now call block views and they can be on top of each other or left and right. So in the past, our layouts were left, right, and we're moving to where um, they can be, let me see if I can get this. My computer is being slow, but you can now drag them. Try one more time. <laughs> With the recording, it's, it's super slow. There we go. Oh, yay. Can get it up above, there we go. Oh, that's so so now you can get them and you can actually create dashboard like with with each of our um, editor um, views. And the other powerful thing that I'll highlight, there's actually a ton of features. I'm not going to talk through all of them, but we are actually coming out with the ability to um, create filtered records. So for every table, you can actually um, personalize. Um, based off of a field and set up each collaborator to only view records within the app based off how they match up with that specific field in that table. So for any um, layout that you create, you can turn on this record filtering and say, okay, um, these users can only see records that have this in the title, for example, or you can match it based off of like a collaborator field or formula field. Um, anything like that. <clears throat> so for this one, I can say Allie um, um, for that has to be um, let's see, I think it's too small. Let me make it bigger. Or there's a bug here. So yeah, there should be another field here that uh, 
that uh, shows that. So final stages of bugging. This is a preview, but yeah, you basically would be able to um, say, okay, Ali can see anything with this in the title and other people can see anything with this in the title. So you can set up filtered records. And then when you go into the um, layout settings, you can turn that on and say for this layout, I want to use the filtered records. And then even at the layout, there's now permission levels. So you can specify who can see this specific layout. You can do it by role or by user, either which users can see it or which users can't see it. And then everybody else can. So flexibility on, on there, as well as who can create or copy a record, who can edit records or delete records. So you've got more granular functionality that at some point Airtable may, may implement that. But until then we said, we need this. We've got lots of clients asking for this. And so it will help you uh, manage your, your record um, lifecycle all within, within the Ontario Amplify app. That's awesome. So that is coming. Hopefully in the coming weeks, we're in final um, QA, get those final bugs worked, and then we'll get it to Airtable for, for their QA process. And so hopefully we see this in the coming weeks this month at some point. Yay. Yes. Yeah, that's it's been a few months in the making for that functionality. All right, next one, I'm gonna continue talking here. We're gonna do an app a day and we're talking about the embed app. Um, if you haven't used this, this is a pretty useful app that um, need to, uh, to, to incorporate into your um, systems. So how this works, you like all apps, you just click on add an app. Um, this one is made by Airtable. So Airtable is the, the creator of this, so you can find it in their um, apps and install the embed app. And it's pretty simple. The only thing you can do is specify a website URL. So I put in today's um, YouTube video. We could watch ourselves watching ourselves. Um, very meta if we wanted to. Um, but basically that's it. So if you ever need any external content, um, that you want to have right next to your data, you can just use the embed and, um, and do that. That's great for, if it's just something that is, that you want to stay across all, um, tables, bases, or anywhere within the base that will stay because it's tied directly to that URL. So that could be like your main website. Maybe you want to always have your website up or another CRM system or something that you always want to be able to access as you're looking at your Airtable data. So very useful to, to see kind of things side by side. Now there's a similar app called URL Preview. And the difference here is this gets the URL from your data. And so you use a, a specific field um, for previews and you'd set up the, the table and then the field where you're getting the URL from. And so I just have a formula field. I was actually, I was hoping that it supported formula as it does. So it just, so I think either formula or URL um, fields are supported. Actually, it looks like uh, text fields as well. So anything where it could potentially generate a URL this will then, this one is now record specific. Now I just have a formula that just has our, our YouTube link for all of them. But if you had, for example, a list of YouTube videos and you had a unique ID um, for each of them or a unique URL for each of them, then this would easily, every time you move to another one, it will, uh, it would switch to that different, um, uh, URL within the URL preview. So both of these are similar. One is for just kind of a static URL that stays the same. And then the other is a record specific URL that will switch with each one. And this is where Ali shared where she uses the, the URL preview app to, um, to embed a filtered view, shared view um, based off of a, a formula that generates, you know, what that filtered aspect would be. Mm -hmm. 
So cool um, use case there. So try that out. These two are pretty pretty standard, come in pretty common um, with the work that, that I do and, and sounds like Ali as well. So definitely include those in your repertoire of, of apps that you're using. All right, let's uh, move on. We're now gonna do field focus. Ali, if you wanna share your screen. Sure. Talk about the, the new filters that came out. All right. And okay. sorry. <laughs> there you go. I just had it up. Here it is. All right. Okay. Okay. So this is a super, super exciting new feature. I know a ton of people have been waiting for this, including myself, for a very long time. Um, and in honor of Halloween, I figured I would do something a little silly for this use case. Um, so basically, prior to this new release, we were really limited to only being able to use all ands in a filter or or ors. <laughs> it's hard to say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but essentially, it was saying, you know, you could say where the color or like, let's say N or U, and this is a list of uh, trucks. So I'm just going to say if, if they're new and, you know, and stock contains or we'll say group is that. And it's just going to keep saying and all the way down. If I change that to or, they all become ors. Um, and that is very restrictive for some use cases. So let's say I want to be able to limit this by the make. And I'm going to say Kenworth. And we'll say, and the color contains orange. Now, previously, I'm going to act like those condition groups don't exist right now. Let's say I wanted to see all orange and black trucks. There's no way I can do that with just these filters because right now it's trying to look for a color field that contains both the words orange and black. So I can't limit it by both of these parameters separately until now. Um, but just previously, a lot of people would have to write a formula such as this one to be able to filter this view. So this is essentially saying what I would want that filter to say. So the make is Kenworth and the color contains either orange or black. To get our Halloween trucks. Exactly. <laughs> and so if I can just filter by that, Halloween trucks is not empty. This would be the results I am looking for. And let's also make it where picks is not empty. So we can actually see some pictures. Let's go to our gallery view to actually look at that. So now I'm going to just do it with the new version of our filtered groups, which is awesome. So I want to look at only Kenworth and only orange and red trucks, or red rather. So I'm going to add a condition first where the make contains Kenworth. And then I'm going to add a condition group, which is where the magic starts to happen. So I'm going to add a condition to that group where the color contains orange. There's all of our orange trucks. And then I'm going to add another condition. And it automatically assigned or, but I could change that to and if I wanted to. I don't want to in this case. I'm going to say color contains black. That looks like a blue truck to me, but either way. <laughs> um, so that is basically the magic of this new feature. And I could add more condition groups if I wanted to as well and get even more in depth. And can you add a condition group to... Yeah, you can. You can nest them too, which is very cool. Yeah, I was going to ask how many layers deep does it support? That's a great question. I'm not sure. It looks like you can go one more. Click on the plus right there. Oh, it's only one 
So three layers total. All right, all right, two layers. Yeah. Four. I don't know. So yeah, there's a whole lot more you can do with that. And you could probably go through and refactor a bunch of things and get rid of all those extra filter formulas. Yeah. Yeah, that could help if for the individual who hit the 500 limit, I'm guessing maybe they had a bunch of formula fields for filtering. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that could help get you under 500. Sure thing. Yes, so very, very powerful, much needed. Um, I think everybody is always happy when, you know, sometimes there's been pushback for Airtable when they, uh, when they um, are releasing stuff that's, nice to have but not core this is a core must-have feature that everybody was happy to see absolutely so yeah we like to see those core updates cool so yeah so definitely that's that's a integral part of any any setup within your views to to set up those advanced field filters so worth learning more about those and uh Thank you, Ali, for, for sharing that. Okay, final final plug for the Built on Air community. If you're not a member of our community, we want you to sign up. Uh, sign up for the newsletter, get updates on these podcasts and other things that are happening in the Airtable world. Lots of resources for tools and, and consultants and and also our Slack community that, that we always want people to join, ask questions and meet the other amazing people working in the Airtable ecosystem. So check us out at builtonair.com slash join to, to sign up today. Our final segment that we have been doing the last uh, three weeks, this is the third installment of uh, Airtable automation, a customer feedback loop. So what the goal was is to build a system that would allow customers of Onto Air, the company that, that I run, um, and get feedback on existing apps as well as ideas for, for new apps. So if you watched our previous episodes, you saw the space that we have um, feedback for our customers, our existing apps, and getting feedback from existing apps. And then we also want to collect ideas for new apps that people want us to, to build. So we built uh, tables and views or, or forms for people to fill out and um, give us new ideas. And then, and then the ability to upvote um, those by clicking on a button and adding your name to the vote that you want to get um, notified that when, whenever we release a new feature or fix something that's been coming, that's come from the Airtable community or our customer base. Um, so previous episodes, we went through how to build all this. So the final stage is how do we make this usable to end users outside of Airtable? I don't want to add people um, to this base and give them you know, access to, to modify these. So we need some kind of UI component to, to that. So I thought through... You know, you could use um, Softer or Pori or some website builders that that could you could implement that. I thought about maybe building a, a static web page that embedded um, these things, but then I came to the realization like, hey, what about using apps within Airtable and sharing those apps with the with the outside world? So there is a feature that may or may not be available to you. I don't know the status of this. There's lots of questions, but I signed up for a beta months ago that allowed me access to be able to share your apps with your shared base. So if you really need this functionality and you don't see this, maybe reach out to Airtable. And basically if I go to share a base, there is an option here that says show apps added to this base. Mm -hmm. Now, you, so like I said, you may not see this toggle when you share a base, but it does exist. It is out there. I don't know what Airtable is going to do with this, um, but I'm using it and it's, um, 
it's great for this specific use case. So I started to build some apps um, using, like we talked about, the, the embed feature where I just um, use the embed app and I'm embedding a shared view of the grid. But one of the things about this is um, if you share this, one of the downsides is, um, let me open this up so you see what it looks like. And you can actually configure the URL to automatically show your, your apps mm -hmm. displayed. So if I were to embed this like on our website or in our support pages, you know, I can embed um, this kind of view. And actually I would probably embed it um, full screen like this. So you can see that it added this parameter BIP equals full. So if I embedded this URL onto our website, I could get them to see this kind of view um, where they see like all the lists of, of app ideas and then a form to fill out where they could submit their own uh, new, new app idea for us to um, do that. The problem is, is I wanna collect their, their name and email. And I also um, want to have a buffer that I don't want people to see everything that's committed because I'm guessing there might be spam or, or ideas that are not suitable for work and things like that. So I don't want everything to just, I don't want people to be able to access everything. So one of the biggest problems with sharing apps is, you know, it could open up like this, but there's obviously this uh, button right there that you click. And now you see every view that is in um, the base. And that means you would see people's emails, things like that. So I obviously don't want to expose that, that data. So that kind of put a, a, um, you know, an obstacle to overcome. So the workaround that you do is you create a second base. Mm -hmm. And this one is your public facing base and you set up sync tables based off of a view that only has the data that you're okay sharing publicly, right? right? And so now I have this second base and you see I've got two um, sync tables and they are linked to my original base and the forms all get updated to my original base and that's where I can control what's in there and I have a status field that says, okay, this one, can be shared publicly it's not spam or anything like that and then i have a and i have a view back in my old base that's a display view and that's filtered to only show the fields that that i want to share publicly and um, it's hiding any records it's only showing records that i want to share publicly and so now that is synced over to the second table or base and you can set up views for different. So I've got views for each of our different onto air apps. You could configure this, whatever makes sense for, for your base. And then now I have some um, gallery views. And then now inside of here, I can set up some apps, similar approach where um, you can use the embed functionality or you could use, um, you know, you could configure this. You could use the URL preview where maybe you could, um, although I, I don't think the URL preview works with, uh, with this mode, right? With the gallery view, cause you can't really select a record. That's a good that question. would be nice. If you could, yeah. I, I don't think you can. Uh, let me see. I know yeah, this I one has, that would be nice. Cause this is a better view. Um, yeah, there's no, it doesn't oh, actually, it does select. Hmm. So that could be a good feature where you, uh, oh yeah, when you click on it, it comes up. So that, opens, yeah. yeah. yeah that's but anyways, you could have a grid view where, where they could select, you know, each app. I could have like an app list or something that, that allowed you to, to see things, but basically, um, oh yeah, it opened them all up. It just took a long time. All right. Let me close out here. And so now I created dashboards for viewing all of the, um, come on. <laughs> it 
doesn't want to close. <laughs> all right. So basically, it, it um, I created a dashboard that had all of the um, all of the apps that we have with their feedback that's that would be coming in. And then, so now if I go into full app mode, I can see um, feedback for each app within within a layout, and you could um, you could um, you know configure these. It does give kind of this header that can't really get rid of, um, but you can basically embed all of your gallery views for each of your apps, and then and then I also have a form view so you can submit a new one. But then for each of these, um, there, there's two things. I'm probably going to rework this for my final version that, that, that I do. I'll probably have a different dashboard for each app where you just have two, um, a form to submit a new one and then, and then um, the listing like this. But it does, um, I did kind of create, a, I wanted the ability to add like a new one in addition to all the ones that, that you see existing. So I created sort of this like create new um, item that shows up and then it has this create new button and this would create a new um, feedback for this specific app. Mm -hmm. And you see this one, I disabled the upvote by this, this upvote is based off of a URL um that if it's blank then it will be disabled and so i was able to disable it i wish that you could like hide this dynamically if there is no value that would be the ideal way um i know and it would be cool you could use the kanban view because it i don't know if it'll hide the button if there's no url but the the bummer about i like how the the, the kanban kanban i don't know how kanban, yeah. it, but they I don't, I don't like how they do the uncategorized always, even if it's always yeah. filtered out, it's always yeah. there, Yeah. But, but that might look good if that weren't there. Yeah. Yeah. So I could have, yeah. Each app could be, could, I could use the Kanban uh, for that on a per app and, and then the shared view, you can't move them. Um, so you couldn't, you know, switch apps or anything and you can't, these can't, these aren't editable anyways. Um, so yeah, so this, and then if it's a, um, let's see, the one that's got multiple, okay, on this one. So this one is an actual improvement uh, enhancement. So this one, the upvote is enabled um, and the create new is not enabled. And I'm probably, you know, I'm testing this. I don't think this will be the final version that, that I go with, but this allows you to, if you say, okay, I wanna click on this. Um, oop, I spelled Airtable wrong. Oh my goodness. <laughs> formula spelling air table wrong so i gotta fix that and then that will take you to a form and we talked about this in in last week's episode so it auto populates it with that specific one and you can say yes i want to upvote this and provide your email if you want to get notified when when that gets uh added so we now have um you know this and a dashboard for new app ideas a dashboard for existing app enhancements or or fixes and then now i can um now i can share this entire base and then i've got a working ui that is only showing the data that that I, i'm okay sharing publicly and has the forms to um, update it and you now have two bases one for the public facing data and then one for your internal processing and you don't have to worry about um what you know people can do to that and and do that so that's a great example of you know it's obviously not ideal if you use tools like canny like i mentioned before they're going to have a bunch more functionality but this accomplishes the ultimate goal of getting feedback and allowing people to to get notified when um when you're adding or updating uh, things that people want to see in your product. So, mm -hmm. and it's built entirely in Airtable, no, no third-party resources. It does require to do this, this uh, showing the apps. It does require that, that uh, share app functionality um, that not everybody has. So that's the only requirement that, that you may need to ask Airtable to turn on for you. Not bad for a working solution all in Airtable. Not bad at all. 
Yeah, that works. So you'll see this. So we'll get this actually, you know, I am going to use this on our website and, and allow people to, to give us great ideas on how we can improve our products. So with that, we're coming up on the end of the hour and we're finishing up just about on time. Any final comments before we head out? I don't think so. I'm excited to see if uh, a Friday evening they uh, actually maybe make that error message go away. That would be lovely. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Everything's going to load blazingly fast. Yes. And maybe they might even increase the record limit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So that will be good. So we'll definitely be uh, addressing that. So join us next week to see what we found on, on that upgrade and anything else happening until then we uh, love to hear from you and see what you've built on air. See you next week. For joining today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to check out our sponsor, ontair.com, and we will see you next time on the Built on Air podcast. <laughs>